WCLS in Whatcom County presents Library Stories, a podcast to open your eyes to all the ways your local public libraries matter. Join us as we reveal the power of sharing at the library. I'm your host, Neil McKay, Online Experience Coordinator for the Whatcom County Library System. And today... Hi, Mary. Hey, Neil. For those of you at home, uh, this is Neil McKay with another podcast, and I'm here with my boss, Mary Vermillion. How are you doing? I'm really good. You know, beautiful summertime weather, lots of good summer reading going on, and uh, I'm looking forward to summer. hearing what's going on with this podcast. What's next? Well, we're up to episode number five. And they said it wouldn't last. They did say that. Or, maybe, said, or we man. said that, maybe. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure it was going to last, yeah. but... Here we are, yeah. the, our fifth episode. Yeah, and it's great. And um, thanks, everybody, for your feedback and comments and showing a little library love for the yeah. podcast. I, we hope you're enjoying it. We're trying yeah. to make it both enjoyable and educational mm-hmm. and inspiring. Yeah. So all three. A triple threat. A triple threat. Mm-hmm. We, want, we, we want you guys to walk away from listening to this both with a... a Sink full of clean dishes, because that's what you've been doing while <laughs> yeah. you're listening. And with an ability to talk about the Whatcom County Library yeah. System. So I listen to podcasts as I'm um, weeding the garden. So a sink ah. full of clean dishes, but also like a weed-free garden. That's another Weed-free garden or driving to work. I was just talking mm. to someone today who said that they listen to the podcast while they're driving to work. Well, so yeah, so... Tell us how you listen to the, where you are when you listen to the podcast. Yeah, let us know. We're, yeah. we're really interested in, in whether, whether if your drive is only 15 minutes yeah. and our podcast is 30 minutes, do you listen to the other half on the way home? Or do you sit in the car? Or do you sit in the you car? Because you just can't let it go. We're going to hear from Alexa Andrews. Mm who is branch manager of Sumas and Everson, two different libraries. Right. And um, what's changed for her is when I was interviewing her, she was um, still finishing her MLIS degree, Master of Library and Information Science degree. Mm -hmm. And since then, she has finished, graduated, um, and we're just really proud of her. She also talked about the Everson uh, remodel. Yes, yes, this is a big deal. So, what did you learn about that? Well, I learned a, I learned a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and she's very excited about it. Now, of course, we interviewed Alexa in April. So much has changed. So yeah. much has changed, yeah. and part of that was we hadn't started the the uh, remodel in Everson yet. Mm-hmm. So she talks about how excited she is and the plans that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear about that. Um, and she also talked about how the remodel got funded. Yeah. That's a great community story. Or we're so thankful to yeah. the family who donated the money. Yeah. And we'll hear about the, the Nowicki family mm-hmm. and, and their, um, their and bequest, a, yeah. The bequest. Yeah, so they um, they left some money to the friends of the Everson Macbeth Library, and uh, then WCLS added um, some funds as well um, to do a small kind of just, you know, facelift, remodel there at the Everson branch. It didn't expand the, the branch itself, but it just really needed just some things moved around and reconfiguring and some new shelving. And boy, I was out there a couple of weeks ago and wow, it's just so much brighter. You can see, you know, more light, natu- natural light in and just 
Carol Oberton, who is our facilities coordinator, did this beautiful job of just maximizing that space. And I think when people go in there, they're really going to see a difference and, you know, still celebrating the great history collection they have there at Everson, but then, you know, giving more space to teens and, uh, and again, just really highlighting and making it easier to find the things you need at the library. Yeah, I, I haven't been there since mm. I interviewed her. So I'm looking forward to going and seeing the, the changes and, and the whole remodel, as well as going on the story walk, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah. And they have a nice one there. It's right to the side um, and they have a little garden area. Summer reading is is happening right now. And... We're all excited about it. We're all doing reading. Um, yeah, but, you know, there are. Yeah, so reading, and we have these new cards this year. And then mm -hmm. the other thing that's really interesting and fun is that the um, youth service and the adult programming teams put together these great activities that you can do, too, because that's part of summer reading as well as the experiences that you have around reading and storytelling. And, um, oh. Hey, there goes Teresa right past my door. Teresa. Oh, Teresa so Morrison. Teresa's with the Youth Services team, and she can tell us more about what's happening at the libraries with summer reading. So, hey, Teresa. Hi, Neil. Hi, Mary. Hey. So what is happening out in the library? So you work particularly with the younger readers. So can you tell yeah. our listeners a bit more about what young people are doing at the libraries this summer? Sure. The main thing we're doing is reading, and it's been so fun having the libraries back open. Um, nothing makes people appreciate you so much as being closed for a while. Mm. So people are coming in with big bags, and they are filling them up, and it's been so fun. I work at the Ferndale Library, and we see families coming in and just... Oh my gosh, browsing is like shopping, best shopping spree ever right now, and a great deal too. So people are filling up their bags, getting summer reading going. Um, the kids are so excited. And it's really been fun because some of them have grown like two or three feet, it feels like. And they, they're like, yeah. Miss Teresa. And yeah. it's hard to recognize them. They've gotten so big, but they're still avid readers. And so they, they want to fill up those bags and read, and they're filling out their cards. Um, we're charting our paths. We have the new cards this year, and a few kids have expressed a little bit of... Um, they're missing the bingo cards, but when they see the new card, they get excited too. And um, there's so much possibility with the new card, you know. Yeah, so help people understand that because, yes, in the past, um, if you're listening, you may be familiar with the bingo card. And that's, you know, really typical. Um, lots of libraries use the bingo style format. And so you're filling out and reading certain things under a category and then doing bingo on this card. But this year, you guys went a totally different direction. Totally different. Yeah. yeah, it's completely up to the reader. There are just some blank stepping stones and you get to chart your own path. Um, you can fill in those stepping stones any way you want. You can write the titles of the books that you're reading on there. You can um, just color in the stepping stone, the color that the book made you feel. You can draw a character from the book out of the stepping stone. I just read a book called Mel Fell, which I really liked. Um, it was about a kingfisher just starting out, brand new, hatchling, and decided she was going to fly. But first she fell. <laughs> and it looked bad at first, but um, 
I don't want to give anything away, but if you know about kingfishers, you might have a clue about what Mm -hmm. happens. But anyway, I drew a picture of Mel as she was falling out of one of my stepping stones. And we're doing that at the, at the Ferndale branch. Each of us on staff are filling out stones on our big card. And then we're also the, I think the thing that people are liking the most about the new cards, some of the times the kids will say, well, there's only 25 stones or so on there. That's enough. I'm going to need more. Uh And I say, oh, good. Because did you know that these cards fit together like puzzle pieces Mm -hmm. and they tessellate? And if you put your card next to another card, it'll join together and your path will get even bigger. And you could put the whole family's card up on the wall and really see what summer reading in your house looks like this year for 2021. And it, it could be very large. So kids really like that. Yeah. And then they grab four cards. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this mosaic of reading and um, what that might look like. And so if if folks are, you know, they need a little inspiration, they can just go into their branch and each branch, each Whatcom County Library System branch will have an example. Yeah. 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 People are doing it all different ways. We've got one of our staff members is um, cutting out collage. Mm. She's actually finding book covers online, printing them out and cutting them in to fit into the squares. Wow. Some people are coloring around the stepping stones. Mm -hmm. Some people are literally charting a path, just coloring through the middle and then moving on to the next one. So, yeah, it's really varied. And, of course, for our youngest readers who are not quite reading on their own, we've got the early literacy practices. And so they've got their own card, which suggests doing some of the five practices that are great for early literacy, which are talking, singing, reading, writing, and playing. So anytime you do any of those activities, you get to color in a stone too. And um, you could do hundreds of those in a day. (laughs) So you can really get moving. We've got suggestions for things to do in our mailboxes along with our scavenger hunts. Um, So you can find early literacy practices in there, new ones every week. And they're online now too on the website. So you said the mailbox. So tell us a little bit more about that. There's a blue mailbox in every branch of the Whatcom County library system there's even a tiny little blue mailbox on the bookmobile and if you open up that mailbox you can find a scavenger hunt a new one every week mm-hmm. on the flip side are um, five practices suggestions for um, talking singing reading writing and playing all around a theme um, so you can sing a song about growing like um, plant a little seed and watch it grow. You can go outside and play a game about growing. You can jump from stone to stone or do the things that you do as you grow. You can plant a garden. You can also dress up like what you want to be when you grow up. I want to do that. Yeah. I've seen some cute (laughs) costumes. (laughs) Somebody was going to grow up to be a cat, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so lots of possibilities um, on those on those sheets and online. What else were you guys curious so, about? Oh, well, the story walks, for instance. So each branch has a story walk, which is basically a, a picture book. A picture uh, book that you can read from one point to another. So you walk as you go. At Ferndale, we have them up in our windows around our meeting room. So you don't have to walk too far. But the story is My Poppy Rides a Motorcycle. It's one of my favorites. Beautiful illustrations um, set 
in a neighborhood Mm -hmm. and a little girl who is so excited when her father comes home from work, he takes her on a motorcycle ride and you really feel the love she has for her neighborhood and all the people that live there. Um, So you walk around our building. Mm. You're allowed to walk through the plantings. (gasps) Yeah, you can climb up (laughs) onto the planter box in Uh front of the window to get a good look. So don't feel shy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's incentive enough right there, (laughs) right? If the story walk wasn't. Walk all the way around the building. And then in the city of Ferndale, we partnered with the Ferndale Kiwanis and a whole bunch of businesses in downtown Ferndale. And you can start your story walk at City Hall, get a map, Um, And it'll lead you to 30 different businesses. The um, story walk pages are on the outside in the window and you can walk your way through Ferndale. Yeah, we're doing that in Blaine too. So um, the Blaine library teamed up with some businesses in downtown Blaine. So if you're living up in Blaine or travel up to Blaine and Ferndale and do the story walks at the library branches, but then also walk through downtown and see, you know, and a lot of our libraries are set in beautiful locations Mm -hmm. with gorgeous gardens. Um, So their story walks are right there on the premises outside in their beautiful gardens, um, like at South Whatcom or at Deming, North Fork, Sumas. Get to get to enjoy the great outdoors in a less um, urban area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, urban Ferndale, urban rural libraries. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so the other thing that's happening. So all this great reading is going on, and then you're going to celebrate on July 31st. July 31st is Book Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're getting excited. Um, that's the day you come in and we're going to have all kinds of selections. Um, we're putting in a big order just this week to make sure we have enough. Come into the library and pick out a book to keep. We know that um, one of the things that people really enjoy about summer reading in the past is getting that book that they get to put on their shelf and keep mm-hmm. and maybe have as a book that they revisit over and over and um, becomes a favorite. So this is your chance. It's a Saturday and all of our libraries will be open and ready to serve you. You get your book to keep. And while you're there, check out more. And that's for um, younger readers, right? So for for young readers all the way up to teens, they can get... um, Birth to 18. Birth to 18. Mm -hmm. You can come in on um, Youth Book Day on July 31st during library open hours and choose a book. Well, thanks for keeping us up to date on summer reading, Teresa. My pleasure. Thanks. I've been wanting to get on the podcast. (laughs) See you. Bye. All right. Well, I think I think we've covered everything. Yeah, we could keep talking. We sure could. <laughs> but who would like that? Stop us now. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm going to go put together a podcast. Great. I can't wait to listen to it. Thanks, okay. Neil. Okay. Thanks, Mary. All right. I'm here in Sumas with Alexa Andrews, the branch manager of the Sumas Library. Thanks for making the drive out, Neil. It's a drive from my house, but it's gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful day. You picked a perfect day. It's right. nice and sunny right out these big windows. So you've been out here in Sumas for how long? Gosh, it's been since June, I want to say. So what are we at now? About six, eight months even? Eight months. Boy, wow, that, that, that flew. flew. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it really did. Um, and before that, you were... Before that, I was in Kendall at the North Fork Library. 
which it was sad to leave, but it's been very fun getting to know this new community and um, new staff here. Yeah, and it's it's just a, a really nice town with a lot of history, right? How far from the border are we? I mean, we are literally two blocks from the border. You can see it as you turn right onto the street that we're on. You can see the border and you can see the border guards. Uh, we have a nice duty-free shop that has great chocolate. Oh, good to know. Okay, chocolate and books come to Sumas. And do you get, well, you probably haven't gotten Canadian traffic lately. Yeah, we do have um, Canadian patrons, but you're right with the border closed due to COVID, uh, we have been missing them this year. So hopefully that will change at some point later this year. But right now uh, we are, we're missing them. You're in a building here sharing with who do you share with here? Yeah, we share this city building with the Senior Center. And the food bank also operates out of the, um, the second side of the building, and they operate on Thursdays. So here we are on the, on the right side of the building. On the right side of the building. And, you know, it's a small library, but it's very charming. It's got a lot of character. Um, we have a really robust teen section, uh, lots of great DVDs. I know that's a favorite in this community. Um, under normal circumstances, we host a lot of regular programs. And, you know, once we get to a post-COVID world, uh, we look forward to being able to do that again, hosting Minecraft for teens or maybe Roblox in the future, since I think that's the more popular one these days. Yeah. We also have a really great uh, kids section. And under normal circumstances, we have a story time that we do just right in the center of the kids section. It's really bright and cheery, lots of just beautiful books. Yeah, these are beautiful windows letting in some light here. I think that's one of my favorite things about this library. And as soon as you walk in the door, you can see there's just the whole out exterior is lined in these big windows. So on a beautiful sunny day like today, it's just cheery. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. And I got to say, we're standing probably in the center of the library right now. And I can see where the kids are. I can see where the teens go. I can see where the adults go. It's just for such a small area... It is really, um, what's the word? Packed. Packed. Full of life. Well, I think um, it's clear where I'm going. I don't, I'm, I don't get lost in this library. What yes, that is, is one of the yeah. benefits of a smaller library. You're not going to get lost, but there are nice distinct sections um, for you know, anyone who is looking for those. And it's just, it's just a cheery, charming place to be. Yeah, and the kids section, especially with... There's a giant giraffe painted on the wall. I see little animals everywhere. Yeah, little pops of color everywhere. Yeah. Um, we have some, some great staff who seasonally decorate our windows facing to the outside. So you can really see the character even as you just pull in up front. Um, and I would say that is probably, you know, we have all these great materials. We have these great sort of designated areas. But the real treasure at this library is the amazing staff that we have. Um, it's a small staff, but everyone has just a really fantastic talent that they can share with our community, um, including a specialization in local history, mm. people with artistic skills, computer skills. So it, it, they're the real treasures. Oh, that's great. So, so people come to see the staff as well as the, the books. Oh, definitely. And the staff appreciate that as well. And you have Wi-Fi in your parking lot, is that right? We do, yeah. So the Wi-Fi extends to the parking lot. We never turn it off. So it's on 24-7 um, for anyone who needs to come pull in and do their homework, fill out forms online, just cruise Facebook. I know when the libraries were closed earlier on in uh, during the sort of beginning of the pandemic, we definitely had students who were coming here to use the Wi-Fi for their schooling just well, sitting outside in their car. Yeah, that's just one of the nicest 
things that that I feel like the library system is offering to the to the communities. All of the communities have Wi-Fi. So we kind of talked about history. The history in Sumas is pretty rich. I can see you've got huge blow-up newspaper pages on the walls. Yeah, and uh, we definitely have a nice, robust local history section. So you can come in and you can find books and other materials that uh, highlight aspects of our local history, either in Whatcom County as a whole or definitely in just Sumas. And I think that's one of uh, one of the reasons we're so lucky to have um, some of our staff members. We have Deborah Morgan on our staff, who is just a local history expert, and she uh, has all sorts of knowledge. And, you know, if she doesn't know it, she knows where to find it. So right. we're really lucky to have her here, and the, the library is a fantastic resource for local history questions. It's a beautiful library. It's it's tiny but packed with with everything. So so uh, DVDs. Let's talk about movies a little. Is it especially like in in Sumas? You maybe don't have as good a Internet connections? Internet connections, yeah. This is uh, really familiar to me coming from North Fork out in sort of the Maple Falls area where a lot of people, it's incredible uh, how just the difference of a block can mean access to internet or not, whether the infrastructure is set up. And it's kind of the same thing out here. There are definitely uh, people that we serve who do not have reliable access to internet, or if they do, they may still be on dial-up because believe it or not, some people are still using dial-up oh, today. No. <laughs> we all know the AOL sound. I guess. Um, <laughs> Some of us do, maybe not the younger folks. But uh, so DVDs are a big trade for the library. And, you know, it's just another way that we share stories. That's how we like to view it at the library. We've got a bunch of great collections. They're sort of, you know, sort of roughly sorted by genre. And then one of my favorite collections is the hot flicks, which is kind of like our hot picks for the books, where uh, the people who do our our book and DVD buying for the library, they sort of, they, they decide these ones are going to appeal to a lot of people or they're new releases or some reason like that and so we throw them in this collection and they're and they're highlighted and they're a really great place to go for just that quick dvd pick okay so it looks like there's probably i don't know 40 or 50 of them sitting here that are specially chosen and i and you have some highlighted up here that and i can look and i can see that i've seen three of the five highlighted ones here you've got rocket man that was pretty good can you ever forgive me amazing i don't know if you've seen that I have not seen that one. Oh, it's worth seeing. Okay. I I, I, see, I mean, I definitely see that I've seen, you know, if you want a silly comedy with Melissa McCarthy, Life of the Party. Is it good? I haven't it, seen it. It that. is, you know, it's very classic um, uh, Melissa McCarthy comedy where she goes back to college with her college-age daughter. She decides, you know, okay. she's getting a divorce and she decides she's going to return to college with her daughter. And um, as the, you know, name of the movie denotes, she becomes the life of the college party. And can you ever forgive me as Melissa McCarthy in a dramatic role? Oh my gosh, we're just highlighting Melissa oh, McCarthy here today. It's Melissa McCarthy week at the Whatcom County Library System. <laughs> Let's turn to you now. You've been you've been a librarian for how long? How long have you worked for our system? I have worked for Whatcom County Library System for seven, almost seven and a half years. Wow. And you are working towards your MLIS? Yes, my master's in library and information science, and I am literally weeks away, probably three to four weeks away from finishing that completely. Oh, that's exciting. Very exciting. Was it hard? 
You know, I, I would say the hardest part is fitting all of the work on top of, um, you know, work, working a full time job. But otherwise, it was mostly just interesting. You know, I feel like everything I learned was directly applicable to my work with Whatcom County Library System. So uh, as I'm doing my homework, you know, I can come into work the next day and it's like I can directly apply oh. a lot of the concepts I'm learning. So that's it great. was fun. That's great. That's the that's the best kind of schooling that just really immediately makes sense. Yeah. Lots of real useful. world application for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, and in your, in your spare time of which you have a little bit, I think you probably like to read. Oh, absolutely. That's a given. What have you been reading lately? Okay. Well, I will say while I'm in school, I do a lot of listening over reading. I'm a big audiobook person okay. um, because I can get them in on my commute. And I recently just wrapped up one that I'm really excited to talk about because I just found it so engrossing. It's uh, The Fireman by Joe Hill. And it's, it's an eerie thriller. And it's apropos for the moment because it's set in the aftermath of a quickly spreading plague that causes people to spontaneously combust. Oh. And when they combust, you know, they set entire cities on fire. So it's a really big problem. Um, there's no treatment. And the story centers around a young nurse who becomes infected just as she learns she's pregnant. She has reason to believe that her baby could still be born healthy. So she desperately tries to stay alive in the face of a husband who is intent on murder-suicide and uh, roving vigilante cremation crews who are trying to eradicate everyone who has the illness. She's aided by a mysterious figure called the Fireman who has somehow managed to control the illness, which allows him to wield fire like a weapon. And, uh, you know, the author just builds this really convincing landscape, complete with all of the various strengths and follies of mankind, um, complex, flawed, but very likable characters, and uh, an intensity that just really continues to build throughout the story. It's definitely a page turner, would be a great choice for anyone who likes dystopian fiction, sci-fi readers, or uh, readers of authors like Stephen King. Wow. Well, that's, that is a great recommendation. And what's it called again? The Fireman by Joe Hill. The Fireman by Joe Hill. Okay. And it's available at the Whatcom County Library. It's available at the Whatcom County Library in print as an ebook and as an audiobook. All the ways you want it. Well, Alexa, uh, thank you for, for sharing your, your knowledge and your library with us. Awesome. Thanks for coming out and highlighting Sue Massneil. Great All to right. have you. All right, I'm here with Christine Perkins, Executive Director for the Whatcom County Library System, my boss, my boss's boss. <laughs> Hi, Neil. Hi. Yeah. There's no pressure, of course. Uh-huh. You're got just it. just one of the the movers and shakers of the Whatcom County Library System. Um, and thank you for being here and thank you for taking some time out of your your busy day. But how long have you been Executive Director? This will be, I'm in my eighth year now, okay. the Whatcom County Library System. Oh, all right. And and what were you doing before that? Prior to coming to Whatcom County Library System, I was the assistant director at the Bellingham Public Library. Ah. Did that for five years. And before that, I was the director of the Burlington Public Library down south. You've been in a lot of libraries. I have. Prior to that, I worked in Jackson County Library System in Southern Oregon. Southern Oregon. Okay. So all up and down the coast. Yes. Where are you from? Is that where you're from? Southern? I'm from White Rock, British Columbia, originally. Ah. My family lived all over the States, but I made my way back to the West Coast little yeah. by little. The best coast is what I always ah, say. I think so, too. <laughs> 
And so I know you have an interesting background even before the, you started working in the libraries. Can you tell us a little about that? Sure. Well, I have an undergraduate degree in communications, and I started uh, work as a advertising media buyer planner, which is a weird way of saying uh, that I bought media time to promote different products. Mm-hmm. I worked for the Leo Burnett Company in Chicago, and I had Kellogg's as one of my accounts, as well as Mrs. Smith's Pies, Eggo Waffles, and Smucker's Jam. Oh, I remember Smucker's. Yeah. I remember Kellogg's, too. <laughs> Lego My Eggo, yeah. all that. Yep. Yeah. How does that, I mean, that must help you promoting the library. I would hope so. I find that to be one of the most important things that we do here at the library. I mean, the work we do is the most important, but letting people know about the work that we do is the second most important. If nobody knows that you're doing it, did it do any good? And so after you were in marketing for a while, then did you go back and and get a, a library degree? I did. After a while... Uh, I realized that all the stress and pressure and um, day in, day out of working in advertising was not really my jam and uh, smuckers, <laughs> but that I wanted to put it to good use. I had a big sign on my wall with the Kellogg's account where I said, it's just cereal. Oh, nice. And I thought, what would I rather be promoting? And I realized that what I think is important and that people should know more about is libraries, public libraries. Yeah. So went to library school, University of Washington. At the time, it was still the Graduate School of Library and Information Science. It is now the much cooler I school, information school. But at the time, it was truly a library only oriented and uh, the rest is history. The rest is history and and going to library school is a thing that having been here I've I've seen um, several people working through their their MLIS Masters of Library and Information Science degree including Alexa Andrews who is also going to be on this episode. That's right. Who's just finished her MLIS. It's an accomplishment. I yeah. think uh, there's a lot of philosophy philosophical discussions that you have when you're in library school, thinking about people's freedom to read, anything to do with privacy and confidentiality is huge. Uh, Learning how to organize uh, materials in the collection so that people can find them, making them discoverable is a huge aspect. Uh, That's where it overlaps a lot with computer science and uh, information retrieval, user design, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's a big aspect, but then a lot of how to help improve people's lives through literacy and, and long, lifelong learning. Yeah. One of my uh, favorite parts of library school was doing an internship with Nancy Pearl. Ooh. And if you're not in the library world, you may or may not have heard of her. She does um, has done a bunch of radio shows on KUOW. Um, She used to be the director of the Washington Center for the Book. Nancy Pearl started the first community-wide book discussion group, Seattle Reads. We've modeled our Wacom Reads project after Seattle Reads. It's where you had an author and a great book come to town and everybody in the community reads and discusses it. And so she was the inspiration for that. She actually has her very own Archie McPhee action figure 
modeled after her. So those of us who go and get our library degrees, I feel like it's almost a rite of passage. You have to get your very own Nancy Pearl action mm-hmm. figure doll with um, famous shushing action. Yes, um, yes. I have to tell you that um, when Liz Roberts, who, who worked for the library system for years and years here, when she retired, she gave me her autographed Nancy Pearl wow. action figure. And I have that in a very special place in my home. Yep. And it's very controversial because it has a shushing action. <laughs> and librarians these days are very proud about not shushing people in the library. No, the libraries here are rollicking places. Boisterous, Boisterous, full of life. They were quiet for a year. During COVID, during, during the pandemic, we did not have a choice and we were quite mm-hmm. quiet for a time. But I'm happy to say our doors are open and people have returned to yes. the Whatcom County Library System. Yeah. So I was talking about Alexa, who had just um, finished her degree. There are several other people in the Whatcom County Library System working on their degrees. Yes, there are several people that are either just completing their MLAS degrees or in progress. We have Marie Gannett and also Tasia Ross up at the Blaine Library are in progress right now. Sarah Lavender just graduated mm-hmm. with her MLAS degree. I think Maggie May uh, Nace is also working on her degree. Yeah, and Sarah Miller is another one. That's one of the things that I've really appreciated since starting to work for the library is that this is a a learning organization. Absolutely. I think it brings such richness to the work that we do here, um, makes for more interesting people, Mm -hmm. hopefully makes their lives more interesting. Um, We don't always have librarian-level positions available in our system, and so it's one of these heartbreaking things where we have to say, be free, go out into the world Uh, and and get some experience, and then uh, maybe come back uh, and jump into a management level position once right. you've gotten your feet wet in your well, first professional that's, yeah, job. That's one of the things I really appreciate about this organization. Well, I don't want to take a lot of your time. I know you've got a lot of things to do, but I want to thank you for for spending some time with us. And Happy to be here, Neil. Thanks for inviting me. I was feeling a little left out. Everybody oh, else got interviewed. We've had plans for you. <laughs> we, we may have more plans for you. There, there may be a sequel. Oh, okay. Well, anytime. <laughs> I'm always happy to talk books with people. Uh, love, love, love reading. I love connecting people with books. And I'm so proud of the work we're doing in the Whatcom County Library System. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Christine. Thanks, Neil. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a little bit about your Whatcom County Library System. I want to thank our guests, Alexa Andrews, Branch Manager for Everson and Sumas Libraries, and WCLS Executive Director Christine Perkins, and our unexpected guest, Teresa Morrison, who just happened to walk by while we were recording our introduction. Thanks also to my boss, Mary Vermillion, the steady hand that steers this ship. Visit our webpage at wcls.org slash podcast, where we post notes and links for every episode. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, this is Neil McKay for the Whatcom County Library System.